Hey, y'all, before we get started, uh, we get told all the time that newbies will find the show and they'll start from episode one and work their way through. And it just means so much to Rich and I. And we just wanted to ask a favor of you, if that's you, if you've been enjoying the show, if you've been learning a lot, if you will leave an honest review over on your Apple podcasting app, or if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a review there. We want to hear from you. We want to know how we can improve the show, how we can be better. It only takes a second. So if you'll leave us an honest review over on wherever you're listening to, we'd be forever grateful. Now let's get into the show. Hey, newbies. Remember that episode that you loved with Chris Doe? Well, Remember he was talking about the future and quantum computing and he was referring to someone? Well, we tracked her down like the inspectors that we are and we got her on the show. Her name is Lisa Andrews and she's coming right up. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're gonna break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Lisa, welcome to the show. And before we even begin, there was a lot of very positive kind of feedback that you helped Chris attain when just a a month or two prior to that, he felt like a complete newbie. And him and I were having conversations almost weekly, but you really kind of made him feel like he was a stud all of a sudden. And it was because you were talking about the future and quantum computing. But the very first question is, there's no way you came up thinking about the metaverse and Web3. So what were you doing before that? Interesting question. I like to say I've been lifelong learning. And I think as we're continuously on this journey, we hear about things and we gravitate towards them. And I think quantum computing, it's actually computational capacity that excites me. And then how we can almost understand what the future might look like based on what technology is going to enable us to do. I have one quick thing. And I know, Heather, I think you had to follow on as well. But I was on a podcast, Lisa, this morning, and we were talking about how almost impossible it is. And this person took a week off and felt super refreshed, but they got back and they felt like everything has changed. This is such an incredibly fast paced environment that even for a futurist like you, is it not kind of overwhelming to try and think of what could possibly happen when it's almost all just non-existent yet? Well, it's so interesting if you actually think about the mindset of what's happening in the pace of change. And it is very hard to keep up if that's what we're trying to do. And I think back 100 years about the most amazing inventions in the year and it might have been the Band-Aid and different really simple inventions which changed people's lives, but in a year they could know all of those different things that happened, whereas today there'd be hundreds, thousands of new inventions every day because of what we're able to do. So we can't exactly keep up but we can tune in and it's almost like what do you want to learn about and how do you create rivers of information to have that information delivered to you as opposed to feeling like you're at the buffet of life every day and you simply just can't eat enough. Okay, Lisa. So we got into this world about seven, eight months ago. Okay. We have spent just an embarrassing amount of time trying to catch up to figuring out crypto, 
wallets, blockchain, etc. because this was not our cup of tea a year ago, okay? And so I guess a question that Rich and I have been asking as this show has picked up and we've kind of unwillingly didn't know that we we're going to be educators in this space for newbies specifically is figure out, okay, how much of this stuff that we're teaching right now is going to be mainstream? Because it feels like it's changing so, so fast that sometimes I ask myself, do we need to spend a ton of time explaining to people blockchains and wallets and so forth? Because sometimes I read articles about the future and it's like, oh, well, quantum computing's coming in and all this stuff's going to be compromised and we don't know what it's going to look like. So I guess a broad question is, is like the next year or two is learning about wallets and crypto and et cetera. Is it going to be a completely different conversation than what it is now? Are we on the right path learning some of these basic stuff? Is this here to stay? In short, yes, absolutely, it's here to stay. And to, I guess, simplify things a little bit, if you think about technology and the history of technology, it's typically about three steps ahead of business application. And history definitely leaves clues. So if we think about Web 1.0, Web 2.0, Web 3.0, and if I just purely go in for a business mindset at the moment, Web 1.0, we were sending faxes and we were able to communicate in different ways. And and then Web 2.0, we were emailing. Then businesses went through this stage where they everyone needed a website and it was the dot-com bubble. And so people think that they if they set up a website, then they were going to have a lot of business and everybody would come. However, they realized that they actually needed to add value to be able to sell something on a website. And then businesses needed SEO and then PPC and then CRM systems and then a data strategy. And each time businesses needed to adapt. But what happened over that period of time, all of these different apps became available to make it easy for business. And so if we look forward into Web 3.0, businesses are definitely going to need it. It's like needing a CRM. However, at what point are the applications going to be available where you don't need to get into the technical level because someone's actually made it easy, a drag and drop, and you can create a blockchain solution or you can create an NFT in a really easy way. And so I think what I like to keep an eye on and that information that I'm looking for is what applications are available that business can actually implement and utilize right now without having to worry about what quantum computing might do and um, the technical side of things. What are we not thinking about when it comes to Web3? What are we not preparing ourselves for right now? The value that we're going to add through Web3.0. And so similar to the, the website and having needing a website page, it's the same as NFTs. I think people are getting caught in the trap that they might just need an NFT or they might need a DAO. And I'm not sure how much you've spoken about DAOs at the moment. What is that going to actually do for your business and for your community? And I think the ability to be able to digitize things and be able to create NFTs is great. But what value is attached to it? We love talking about business and we love talking about marketing, but what I heard you say was that the technology is three steps ahead of business application. So if you are an entrepreneur or if you happen to have a media company, is it better for me to wait for things to evolve? And Heather and I have had this conversation many times, like the first iPhone looks like this, but eventually it gets so good and so flawless. Should I be waiting, hypothetically, till... Things are just slightly more seamless, slightly more advanced, slightly less expensive, slightly less dangerous. Like, should I be waiting or should I be diving in right now as a business owner? It's a good question. And the 
technology has been around for a while, so we do actually have those applications now. And if just as an example, if you have a look at the Super Bowl and the tickets were actually gifted to people as an NFT and there was a value and I'm not sure if you remember if you went to a concert in the 90s or 2000s, I'm going to say that because I was just starting to go to concerts then without giving away my age and you'd keep the ticket stub and you actually had value and you might have put it on the wall or you might have kept it in a photo album because it meant something to you. And so similar, the Super Bowl, they jumped onto that. And if you have a look at anyone who went to the Super Bowl in their NFT wallet, they might be proud to share that they went to the Super Bowl. And so I think the value there when you're actually going mass market, there was a lot of people that went to the Super Bowl, it got a lot of promotion. Those applications exist now. And I think that's the value that people need to find. Are they in the event space and do they want to give tickets as NFTs? Are they a membership? We're working with a shared office space at the moment and they have members. And so do they want their members to vote on something? And an NFT comes with certain membership voting rights and they're actually putting the power into their community to be able to make decisions. So when you say is is technology there and when should you wait until and is it ready yet, I think it's actually ready now. And so we're almost at that first movers space. And I say with a lot of businesses, when it's actually available and you can do something, you're either first to market and it's a competitive advantage or you're just doing it because you're catching up and it's the same as similar to a CRM system. What point do you jump in and make the most of it? Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is gonna cover a few things and we wanna tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're gonna cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you wanna make money, some of you wanna invest money, some of you wanna make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Haleem saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. Chris said something that I had to listen to probably two or three solid times to even like try to wrap my brain around it. It was something that you said or you alluded to that creators are at, an advantage who are already putting out content online right now and building an audience because we're moving to a point where we're going to actually be getting paid in interesting ways for engagement with our content. And I don't know if I misunderstood that or what am I missing there? What, do, what were you talking to him about? Oh gosh, so many things. And I'm almost, I'm tempted to go very futuristic of what I see the world like in 10 years. But I think um, what I was talking about there. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Just let let it rip.
Oh, great. I um, I had a conversation with Chris, actually, we were in Mexico at the time, and I was talking about how I believe that most the majority of the content on the internet was going to be taken down in the next five years. <laughs> and just to put something controversial out there, and I likened it to, uh, I can see your faces right now. That stresses uh, me out. I likened so I'm it over to, here sweating. I know, that's good. Just got you engaged. <laughs> Uh, if you think about it, I'm not sure if you've ever uploaded a video to YouTube and it's said, it's come back and it's rejected and said, no, sorry, you don't own the rights to use this song in your video. And some people might be familiar with that. So when you upload a video, it, it checks that it's actually licensed content. And then if it's not, it takes it down. Copyright claim. Yep. Absolutely. And I just think about the internet now and Facebook and Instagram and how many people are using other people's content and screenshotting things or downloading a photo and uploading it and, you know, just creating really great uh, content, but it's not originally theirs. And so this was about two or three months before the South by Southwest happened and Mark Zuckerberg put out a big announcement, but I actually shared, I think, Instagram and Facebook, they'll actually just take down 90% of their content because it's not originally created by someone. And Mark Zuckerberg has just come out and said Instagram are going to create every photo at some point in their tech roadmap, they didn't say when, every photo will be minted that you upload and it will say, actually, yes, we know that this is your original content and now it belongs to you. So just to pause for a second, so I think content creators at the moment are going to be so rewarded because they'll stop being plagiarised and they'll actually be recognised for their original content and hopefully paid if someone decides, I love your Instagram post of this beautiful picture of a lovely island with crystal blue water, you can use it, but then you're going to pay the original creator for that. Obviously, this show is about NFTs, and, and we're going to be leaning a lot more into Web3 coming up. But when we think about how many people actually are interested in this, but do not participate because of some of the barriers, and by barriers, it's like, well, this NFT stuff looks cool, but like Heather was saying earlier, I need a wallet, or I need to buy funds first, or, and you know, you could see OpenSea doing little things and little things happening, buy with a card, like all these things. But for what you know as a futurist or for what you what you believe is going to happen, for all the people that are reluctant and that are well, maybe even abrasive about how things are going, Tom Bill, you likes to say technology is a one-way street. Like you could either get on or, or just miss it. But what would you say to the people who are reluctant and, and maybe to comfort them about how this could actually be a good thing and how they should maybe approach it so they don't get overwhelmed and, and are exactly how we are feeling like we're having to catch up all the time? Yeah, I think it is definitely one step at a time and I, I can go two ways here in that if not now, when, and if not you, who? So who might be doing it? And there's certainly a lot of people who are coming online and you think about teenagers now who have probably never really used real money and, you know, people in their 20s, they're already using digital currency on their phone. So the more it's accessible to people and the easier it is, we're part of uh, supporting a project with UNICEF, which is the Giga Connect project, and they've mapped out internet connectivity of all of the schools that they've been a part of, over 5 million schools now, I believe. And what they found was that a lot of kids were actually trading in phone credits. 
And so, you know, they might do something as a value of exchange. They might give someone $5 in phone credits as a thank you or to pay for something. And so um, there's a lot of people already using digital currencies and these kids are actually growing up just knowing that's how it is. And if there's a will, there's a way. So I, in two minds, I'm a little bit kind of now's the time because there's 5 billion people in developing nations and 3 billion in developed nations and they're all coming online with the internet and they don't know any different. So they're going to be doing a lot of things. So that's not to put fear into people. It's just we've got the ability now and the strategies, we're super intelligent to be able to work out a way to add value. So what's a big problem and how do you add value to that big problem? I would love for you to teach us a little bit about metaverse. I'm going to share with you very briefly my very elementary understanding of what we're entering into. But I, I guess the way I see it is there being multiple metaverses that we as the individual get to enter into. And each one kind of has like their own vibe, maybe their own government, maybe their own way of working. And we can interact in and out with these different metaverses as an individual. Am I off with that? Or is there, are they going to be like a lot more condensed and only like a few main ones, kind of like you go to Target and Walmart? You know what I mean? Like those are the main ones. <laughs> oh, that's such a perfect question. Uh, we're calling it the multiverse. And so we're actually, if I test you for a moment, we're already living in a multiverse. And so actually I'm going to take a little bit more futuristic angle on this. Um, I'm obsessed with creating my digital twin. So there's physical Lisa and then there's digital Lisa. And physical Lisa doesn't have anything online. She just lives and she does and she eats and she spends time with her friends. And then digital Lisa is having a conversation with you now and it's creating a digital footprint of me. And so most of the listeners here will only know digital Lisa. They'll not know physical Lisa. Hopefully one day they will. And so digital Lisa, if I actually think consciously, what does she look like? And what impression, if I try and visualize the human version of digital Lisa, what does she talk about? Who does she hang out with? Um, What is she like? And then um, where does she live? And at the moment, she lives on uh, LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook, not TikTok yet, but um, She's in spatial, she's in Vabella, she's in all these different digital worlds. And so I asked if, do you think now I'm actually already living in the multiverse and there's already these digital versions of me. I can create my own character, I can create my name, I can actually create different versions of me in all of these different worlds. So I think we're somehow already living in the metaverse or the multiverse but we're not immersing our whole bodies and selves into it yet. So we're not using augmented reality or virtual reality in all of these different worlds, but it's just going to get easier and easier. So Heather and I do a random question at the end of every podcast. I have no idea what it's going to say. It's not It's not going to be too crazy. Well, before he looks at it, though, is there anywhere you want to point people to to connect with you online? Uh, absolutely. LinkedIn would be great. Uh, so you can search Lisa JJ Andrews or lisaandrews.global is my website. Well, here's your very challenging final question of the night. (laughs) Appetizers, dessert, or both? I do often want to have it all, but appetizers for me and something healthy, fruit or vegetables, and I would love to have grown it in my garden. So maybe a little bit of carrot and hummus would be lovely. 
That was such a boring answer. <laughs> no, Lisa, I want to be your friend. You're healthy and you talk about the future and you care about people. Like you're just the coolest person. <laughs> oh, yes. And you. she's embracing her digital identities. But Lisa, uh, we cannot thank you enough. Please, everyone, go connect with her on LinkedIn. She is already doing big things, but I already know that Heather and I are dripping with additional questions that we wish we had the time for. But this uh, was obviously a very, very good start uh, as we try and turn to educate you a little bit more on the metaverse and Web3 as a whole. But Lisa, we cannot thank you enough. We, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me.